Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Michelle Prince. She is the CEO, founder of Performance Publishing Group, a partner publishing company dedicated to making a difference, one story at a time. Michelle is a best-selling author, sought-after motivational speaker, self-publishing expert, and life coach. She is also known as America's Productivity Coach. She is a certified human behavior consultant and dedicates herself to helping leaders impact the world using the strengths and talents already within them to create an extraordinary life and exponentially grow their business. She has helped thousands of people become published authors through her consulting courses, seminars, and publishing services. Michelle founded the Book Bound Workshop. She has also published many successful books, including her best-selling Winning in Life and The Power of Authority. Michelle is also an enthusiastic, dynamic speaker who captivates with her authenticity, high energy, and natural ability to connect any audience. Michelle has been endorsed by some of the most influential speakers in personal developments, such as Zig Ziglar. She is a Ziglar Legacy Certified Speaker, Trainer, and is an honored and is honored to be named the Zig, Ziglar Brand Ambassador, representing the values of the legacy of the late Zig Ziglar. She is the co-host of the Ziglar Show podcast with over 40 million downloads and host of her own podcast, The Power of Authority. Michelle has been featured speaker for numerous professional associations, conferences, and events to inspire, transform, and support leaders. Michelle helps people ignite their passion, identify their purpose, achieve balance, overcome procrastination, unlock potential, be more productive, see, succeed in personal and professional goals, and lead an abundant life. She lives with her family in McKinney, Texas. And with that, Michelle, I could go on and on, but welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich, so much. Wow, what an introduction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bios well, have, are, are kind of funny, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Well, you have a wonderful background and a lot to offer people. And with that said, I want to say thank you for being on the show. I know you're busy uh, which in, your, in your life, in your family and business, but thanks for taking time out to share your insights with our listeners. But let's start out from the beginning. Uh, we'd love to hear your story, and your story is only your story. How did you start your business? Why did you start it? Did you have any hurdles to overcome? Tell us a little bit about how this all came about. All right. Well, I'll make a long story short. I met Zig Ziglar when I was a teenager, and in that moment, kind of made a goal for myself that I wanted to work for him one day. And, and I did. Just out of college, I worked for Zig several years, and um, it was an incredible beginning because it set the foundation for my passion and what I really wanted to do in the, in the world. But I left in my 20s to go make more money, and, and I ended up in software sales, and I was there for a long time. And I was, quote unquote, successful doing all the things that I thought would make me happy, making more money, traveling, doing all these things. And I found myself really miserable. And I felt this yearning to make an impact and make a difference, but I didn't really know how. In 2009, I wrote a book and it was called Winning in Life Now, How to Break Through to a Happier You. And my intention with that book, even with Zig Ziglar writing the foreword, I never intended to share it with anyone outside of my family. 
I wrote that book because I wanted my boys to know my story. They were in elementary school at the time. And that was it. And so I wrote this book and it, it was just my story, my ups, my downs in life. But what happened after writing that story is literally an entire business opened up that I didn't necessarily map out or plan or put a business plan together. What happened was, is people would hear about the book. They would ask me to speak. And eventually it was coaching, consulting. And then uh, about a year after uh, that, I had so many people asking me to help them with their own books and with their own stories that I decided to start a publishing company in 2010. So that's kind of the backstory of how it all happened. And I'll honestly say it wasn't like I intended to have a business. I just wrote a book and the book is what opened all these doors and opportunities for me to eventually have a business. Well, we're going to talk a little bit later on about your business uh, as far as helping people write books. But just let me just ask one question. Were you a writer in, in high school? Did you have the skill set or? Oh my gosh, no. I was a communications major, so I could talk, but I certainly was not a writer. My grades were proof of that in high school. Um, no, I just uh, I just had a story I wanted to get out, but thankfully that's what editors are for to make our stories sound even better. Yeah, yeah, well, interesting. Um, okay, looking back, uh, is now that you've been in business for a while, would you look back and say, is there anything that you uh, would do differently? What I do differently? Well, you know, when I jumped into a business, I knew nothing about a business. I probably would have studied that part of it a little bit more because I had a lot of struggles in the beginning. Um, you know, I loved inspiring people, but I didn't necessarily love running a PL. And mm -hmm. so I, I had a lot of learning curve. Thankfully, the e myth got me uh, kind of on my uh, path straight of how to run a business and, and, and do it effectively. But that would be probably my biggest thing I'd say. But I have no regrets. I mean, I, I am where I am today because of the struggles I had early on. So it's just all kind of part of the journey. Yeah, E-Myth has helped so many people to give a good perspective on running a business. And you're right. Sometimes we jump in and we forget all the pieces of the puzzle it takes to run a business, including a P&L. This may be far from our passion, but needs to get done. we got to pay our bills, right? Right. I mean, without, if you, I, I, I kind of figured it out probably, you know, later than I probably should have, but, you know, the, I, I was actually more because I was so passionate about what I was doing. I wasn't as concerned about making money. So I, I did a lot of things for free until, and then I was, as I struggled and somebody said, you know, the more money you make, the more people you help. And so just, it was a shift in some of my mindset of, okay, I need to get smarter with how I charge, how I, you know, run my business so that I have more resources to help more people. And that was a big shift for me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with making money. You can definitely use it for, uh, for good, for good, for changing the world. Yes. Yeah. Now you had mentioned you uh, early on that you, uh, even with Zig Ziglar, you're young and uh, got hooked up with some who really, really one of the most famous people out there. But we are at a young age. Did you have a desire to change the world? I mean, make a difference in people's lives. And where'd that come from? So it's funny, you know, my parents, when I was 18, I had just graduated high school and they sent me to a Zig conference and I, I went kicking and screaming because I didn't want to go. But it was in that moment, I just, I, 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 I found my passion, but I didn't know the word for it at the time, but I loved it. I love goal setting. I love personal development and, you know, all of the things that Zig teaches. And so in, in, I knew I wanted to do something along those lines in, in my life, but it wasn't necessarily because 
uh, I didn't have the clarity yet. Um, I graduated college. And then when I began working for him and, and seeing how he was truly impacting people's lives, it just kind of opened up something in me. And uh, yeah, after I quit and I went into software sales, I kept, I had this yearning to and I tell my husband, I'm like, I just want to make a difference. I just want to make a difference. And I might've been to some company that I was selling software to, but I wanted to do it in a more personal way. And so it really probably wasn't until my thirties that I started to get that. I think I'm created to do more. What am I doing here? I, I need to figure this out. And, and eventually I left corporate America to run my own company. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think about your parents saying you're saying at 18, they sent you there. Uh-huh. Well, that was pretty, that was forward thinking, you know, and, uh, and, who would have guessed that most 18 year olds would be kicking and screaming before they go to an event like that? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it was kind of a sore subject when I was younger, but now my parents, I do this conference a couple times a year called Bookbound, And my parents have been to every single one for the last eight, nine years, even the ones that are out of, you know, uh, in different States, they've always come to support me. And when I tell that story now I can have, you know, just to see the look on their face of like, wow, they did something that really helped shape me into who I am and, you know, making a difference for other people. And so I, it's just so nice to come full circle for them to see the fruits of their labor and uh, encouragement to all parents that even if they roll their eyes, they may be listening. So, you know, point them in the direction that you want them to go. Absolutely. And to be able to see your child have such passion and found their place in life, that's, you, you can't for ask for any other gift to give to our kids than that. So absolutely. I agree. Hats off to your parents then. <laughs> uh, okay, well, they made a good decision, but you've made some good decisions too. Can you think of any key decisions that you made uh, over this last few, many years in owning your business that really was the biggest catalyst for your success? Yeah, actually, one of the biggest things that I think helped accelerate my success was I, I decided early on, I don't need to recreate the wheel. There are mentors and coaches out there that have done what I want to do. And so I invested a lot in myself and in the business in the first several years, in the first five years, especially. And I, I didn't necessarily have the money to do that at the time, but I saw that it would plant the seeds to get me where I wanted to go. And, and it did. And I've I am so grateful that I did that. And I continue to invest in myself and, and continue to learn and continue to, you know, seek out help and mentors and, and coaches. Um, the second thing though that I think is equally as important is I, I, I realized a couple of years into the business, the importance of who you surround yourself with. Okay. And, you know, especially as a business owner, and I know this working with Zig, but I even found myself going to conferences and with other business owners and, and not necessarily, and it was around people that were all about like growing the business, which was great, but I felt like a little bit of myself wasn't going along with it. So I made a very conscious decision to seek out other business owners and, you know, entrepreneurs that have similar values, similar um, backgrounds and, you know, and have similar goals. And I think that's made a huge difference. And, and the third last thing I'll say is saying no. That's hard for me. And it was most of my life. But learning to thankful, you know, thank somebody, but say no versus just spreading myself a little too thin, which I did in my early years of the business. That's a tough lesson to learn, especially when you're starting out because you're just trying to you're taking on anything and everything that looks like business. Yes, exactly. Because you, you know, have bills to pay, but but realizing that it's 
not every client is the right client and to, to, yeah, to just be clear yeah. on who you want to work with. Yeah, there is a point in time. I'm actually at that point in time right now, trying to uh, change my questioning, not necessarily in my podcast, but in my business uh, in general, uh, trying to figure out people who are really serious and yes. who, really, who really want to engage versus people who are just going to waste my time and their time, to be honest. Uh, so I'm actually revamping my questions and re you know trying to make screening process because, you know, I want to work with people who want to do what, what, what I do. And right. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very good. I want to take a little commercial break. You got a lot going on. You're you're you've been in the Ziegler route. I think you still do some of that. If I remember correctly, you're helping people write books. You have a workshop. Uh, tell people about your business. This is a commercial break, okay? Who your customers are. If you have an event, you want to promote a book. This is your time. Let's spend some time to hear more about your company and what, oh. and what you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so Performance Publishing Group is uh, the publishing company. We're making a difference one story at a time. I do believe everyone has a story and that every story matters. And when you get your story out into the world, not only does it help you, but it also impacts other people. So uh, we do this through done for you publishing, seminars, consulting, and, and really just helping people to elevate what they already have and build their author platform so they can have a bigger reach. And you can learn more at performancepublishinggroup.com. Okay, well, that's, I think that's a simplified version because everybody wants to write a book and so many people are, our books are just in their mind, never out into the world. Mm -hmm. So how do you get people to really get sit down and get it done? I mean, you, you have an art that you maybe you take for granted, but the world needs people like you. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I do. I love, love, love helping people to everything you would ever put into a book is right here. It's in your head. So I, I do have a process that I ask questions and, and literally just pull it out of people. We do seminars where uh, people come in and, and by the end of the first day of the workshop, they have an entire book outlined, mapped out. So there's this process we follow, but, and then in consulting and things like that, we whiteboard it all, but it's just a matter of helping somebody to get it out of their head onto paper is the first step. And then after that, we help them go through the publishing process, whether it's teaching them what to do if they want to do it themselves, or we can do it for them if they want to outsource it. All right. So let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, people can self-publish today on Amazon, right? Yes. And, but there's no credibility nothing about Amazon when I say that, <laughs> no credibility when you look at it being an author of a book versus having a publishing company behind you. Tell, tell us the difference, you know, and, and what is that, what is that value to me if I wanted to write a book through your program? Well, you know, there is value in self-publishing because as a self-publisher, you are the publishing company. So the difference is the credibility is this is, comes from being a published author, not necessarily who the publishing house is. But I always have to remind self-published authors, you are the publishing company. So um, it's just getting it done right is the key. You don't want to, you know, your name is on a book. You want to make sure it's done professionally and all. The benefit of working with a publishing company, though, is, and in our case, we, we call ourselves a partner publisher. It's really that hybrid model where you get the same benefits as if you self-published. You know, you keep the rights to your work. You keep all the royalties, commissions, but we do the work. And the benefit of that is we know what to do and we know how to get it done professionally. We, we've done thousands of books. So we, we can help make that process easier for people that don't want to spend the time to learn how to, how to publish a book. Because there are a lot of details you have to know. 
then the, the benefit isn't outsourcing it. But I always tell people it boils down to two things. It boils down to time and resources. Because if your money is tight and you're willing to invest the time, self-publishing is a great option for people, but they have to do a lot of work to make sure they do it right. If they're willing to, you know, maybe their time is precious. We work with a lot of executive CEOs, founders who, who know time is money and they're willing to invest a little bit more to get the book done right, then, you know, going with a publisher is the right way to go. But there's no right or wrong necessarily. In 10, 15 years ago, that might have been different. But nowadays, as long as they follow the process and get it done right, self-publishing has the same benefits as a hybrid publisher. It does. But do you help them get their book marketed? Well, all of our authors, we do the full distribution, which means the book gets available for sale on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and in fact, thousands of retail online outlets. So we do that part for them. Beyond that, we can help them with the audiobook and we can help them with you know creating a podcast through our partners. So we we are not a marketing company. So once the book is published, distributed, and out into the world, we have partners that can come in and, and take it to the next level. Fascinating. I know there are listeners out there, many because I've talked to so many people who go, I wish I could write a book. I don't know how to get started. Where do I go? And it lives in their head forever, sometimes never gets out. So uh so you, any of you listeners out there, reach out to Michelle. She can get that started for you. All right, let's shift to the second part of the show here. This is more about today in today's world. Uh, you know, we've been in business, both of us, for long enough that we've faced some different headwinds. But I've never seen so many headwinds at the same time that we have in 2022 with political unrest and wars and, and recessions and labor and you name it. We got it, right? Yep. But you're an owner of a company and you have to get, uh, you know, you have to navigate your company. I'm sure you have people working for you that are, you know, re, uh, leaning on you per se. Mm -hmm. So how are you navigating this time? Do you see it as an opportunity to grow, to expand? Is this, uh, you know, something that's been a good thing for you to, in, in, in crisis? Or uh, are you feeling like maybe you should retreat a little bit? That's a great question. And, you know, it is tough because we've experienced things in the last several years that, I mean, many, many, you know, it's, it's not many people have experienced all at once. Right. So it's been difficult. I think for me, I've always seen uh, quote unquote recessions or, or downturns in the market as opportunities. And I try to stay optimistic and think about the companies, you know, thinking back even to um, World War II and the Great Depression and all of those things, there were companies getting started then, even in the worst of times, who now have 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 lasted, I believe Ford was one of those companies. I have a, a book that gives me all these examples. And so that inspires me that what it does for me is it just gets me to think a little bit more strategically and not take business for granted. You know, in book publishing, when when budgets get tight, sometimes that becomes more of a, a difficult decision because especially if an author is looking at it as a passion project or you know, they don't necessarily see the full value return on investment on it yet. They may see that as a, um, you know, shouldn't shouldn't spend the money, spend the money, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of look at it this time as the people that are really, really buckling down and investing in themselves and their business and getting more strategic and learning things, getting certifications while things are down are going to be the ones that are accelerated when it comes back up. So that's kind of, that's just my mindset. Um, so I'm always thinking like, okay, what businesses, what aspect of my business will thrive 
in a downturn versus what aspects of it are going to be difficult to to generate. Yeah, yeah, I love hearing that. I had one of my guests say, you know, I thought it was really profound. He said, you know what? In he says, I don't pay attention to the macro of the whole world. All I know is I have to do better than my competitor. So I put all my energy in just making sure my business is doing better. And then somehow the macro just, just kind of went about its way and then my business took care of itself. But you had the right mindset. Use, use that word. My, you have to have the right mindset going into this. Can't control it. So you might as well make it, you know, to your benefit. So change your mindset. Look for opportunities versus, um, you know, but, but that may be my personality, too. I would say I'm more of an optimist than a pessimist. Sure. So I tend to look at things from that angle. Doesn't mean I'm right, but it sure makes it more enjoyable. <laughs> well, the other choice is not much fun either, too, by the way. Retreating, then what are you going to do? You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. So you might, as well, you might as well just get back in the game, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Right, I know you're a lifelong learner, okay? Mm-hmm. And so education is one of the things. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that. But also, you have to be motivating yourself. So, you know, you have to wake up on Monday morning and go to work. Do you have any disciplines? Uh, you, you mentioned mentors before. Are there books you're reading? What's helping you personally stay focused? Well, I, I am a lifelong learner and I love reading. I love listening to podcasts and um, audiobooks. I love audiobooks. So I'm const- I, I constantly have something that if I have any downtime that I can either open up or, or listen to. And, and that helps me. I have to keep positive, you know, the good, the pure, the positive, as Ziegler would say, to in my mind in order for me to stay focused on the positive. And then what else do I do? I, I, I do try to discipline myself to have a morning routine. I'm not always good at it. In fact, I, I need to probably work on it a little bit more, but I try to wake up first thing in the morning before looking at email, before looking at anything. I do a quiet time, um, you know, it's my prayer time, it's my journaling time. And that just kind of gives me, I try to get my mind in the right place and a different perspective before I start my day. When I, when I do the opposite and I start my day by looking at how many emails and, oh my gosh, I have this to do today and I have that to do. And it just kind of gets me started in a place of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel as productive. So I, I really try as best as I can to discipline myself to do that first. And then move into my day. Somehow our days just seem to fall in line when we get that right. Yes, it does. It does. And look, we're all so busy. I mean, I have, we all have every excuse in the world not to do it. So that's why I say it's a discipline. It's not easy to make yourself, you know, because the easiest thing in the world is just jump right into the business. Sure. Okay. Being a lifelong learner, uh, are you studying something now? What's going on? What are you uh, reading now? I would say. Well, it's interesting. So aside from my publishing company and and really my background began in organizational behavior and training. And in fact, that's why I wanted to work for Zig because I wanted to be in training and, and development. And so, and I, and I am, and I'm certified, you know, human behavior consultant with the DISC model and a couple other things. But most recently I just um, was certified in something called Working Genius uh, by the Table Group, which is owned by Patrick Lencioni. And, and I do a lot of corporate training, leadership training, consulting already. And so this is a, a new, you know, arrow in my whatever quiver kind of thing that it's, it's an assessment, but it's 80% productivity driven and only 20% personality driven. And it really lets you see, are you doing the work that brings you joy and, and energy and fulfillment? 
or are your daily tasks and the things that you're 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 doing sucking the energy and life out of you and what about your team and so i've been doing a lot more of that for companies and helping them to see that maybe they have the right people but they're in the you know right people on the bus but maybe they're in the wrong seats and um, so that's been a lot of fun. And I, I just, I love stuff like that. So that's why I, I got certified. Um, personally, I love it. And then I love helping other people to get that insight. And what was that called again? A working genius uh, by the table group, which is uh, Patrick Lencioni's. In fact, he just wrote a book just launched called the six types of working genius. Uh, great. He's, 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 he's a phenomenal speaker. I've heard him many, many times. Yes. Yeah, very motivational. I love that idea. Does that does that help companies figure out if people have initiative? So what it does is that so each of us have what, what we call geniuses, and then we have working competencies, and then we have working frustrations. The genius is basically what is do you, are you just naturally good at? Not good in terms of a task, but again, kind of going back to your energies. So, for example, you might have wonder as your um, genius, and that means you love thinking like, why do things work this way and looking for better ways to solve problems? Or you may have a genius of tenacity, which is you're all about checking off the boxes and getting things done. And then there's a lot of things in between. And so what it does is it shows you like you could be underutilizing a team member, like if their genius is um, invention and you have them in a data entry job, you might want to tap into their ability to come up with new ideas and, and you know things like that. And so it tells you so much. Whereas like the DISC model is all personality-based, mm -hmm. this is really productivity-based. So what it's what it's doing for companies is it's helping them to, to be more productive and ultimately you know, increase revenue because they have the right people doing the right things and they're not likely yeah. to quit if they're doing the wrong things yeah i think that's great i'd love to learn more about that i used a disc test for 30 40 years and uh but what i ran across in corporate america is we we ran in this uh roadblock of of people not having initiative and, and it's hard to find initiative hard, hard to dig that out of people yeah but, but then your productivity as a company goes down if people are just order takers and not thinking you know, on behalf of the company so I think you might be into something really good there. That's awesome. <laughs> Michelle, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Um, so we have two listeners. Uh, listeners are who are own companies and are thinking about adding additional revenue stream or people in corporate America who are saying, maybe it's time for me to become an entrepreneur. What would you say to each each of those groups as far as who are contemplating these type of thoughts? Well, I say go for it for both um, because they're both incredibly doable. For those who are already in business looking for additional revenue streams, Yes, I have a publishing company, so I may be a little biased in this, but the truth of the matter is, if you have not written a book, you must write a book because it's your, it's the greatest business card you'll ever, ever have. It does create additional revenue streams, you know, from physical books, ebooks, audiobooks. But what it really does is it builds this platform of your core message that opens up opportunities to speak, do consulting. Can you do those things without a book? For sure. Is it easier? With a book, 100%. So that's the first thing is don't underestimate the power of what you know, because people want to know it. And when you put it in a book, you make it readily available to them. Uh, the second thing is if you're in corporate America, I have been there and I know I know where you are. If you're thinking like, gosh, I feel like I have so much talent and ability and I, I, I want to do something new. And, and I say, take the risk. 
you know, sometimes you don't have to get it right to get it going. So just figure out who are the people that you really want to serve? Because at the end of the day, business is serving. So, you know, what gets you excited? What makes you, you know, oh, I'd love to help people to do this. Start there, but then also know that it's not just about passion and it is work. And shoot, if I wanted to uh, work less and make more money, I'd stay in corporate America. (laughs) (laughs) But the truth is, and people are thinking, wait, what? Isn't it the opposite? Yeah, of course, sometimes you can do different. The truth is you work a lot more with your own company. And sometimes you don't make you know, the big salaries like you could in corporate America. But for me, knowing that I'm I'm doing something that makes a difference in somebody's life and I'm utilizing the gifts that I believe God's given me is worth every, every challenge, risk, everything I've taken to get here. Great, great. Wonderful, wonderful thoughts. Michelle, one more time, how can people get a hold of you should they want to do uh, business with you or learn more about your services? Well, if they're interested in writing a book, performancepublishinggroup.com is a good place to start. Um, my my main website, michelleprince.com, um, and that'll take you to some of the training uh, things that we do. But I'm on social media, so find me on LinkedIn or anywhere, message me and love to, to connect. Very good. Well, this is I was looking forward to this uh this having you on the show for a long time and i know now exactly why it was worth the wait so thank you for being on here thanks for taking time out of your busy day and uh anyhow so our listeners uh, all this information will be on the podcast platforms in a few weeks uh in 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 ways to get a hold of michelle michelle with that said i hope you have a great day and thanks again for being on the show thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun thanks rich lebron here Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.